0: My opening text I'm gonna read a couple verses before what I gave to the media I apologize Psalm, Psalms chapter number eight and I'm gonna begin with verse number one I feel in the Holy Ghost that God is shifting things because he wants us to turn our eyes to him we've got to look to the heavens and we've got to see Jesus for who he is Verse number one of Psalms 8, O oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, and that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens. And the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained. This is where I'm going to rest today. What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him? Who are we that the Lord of heavens, the God of all creation, when I consider his handiwork, when I look at the sun and the moon and the stars and the mountains that come out of the ground and the, and the seas and all that's in this earth, when I look at His glory, I, I cry out, Who is man? What is man? That you're mindful of Him and the Son of Man that you would visit Him. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm so thankful today As we're getting ready to hear from your word, uh, let it be more than anything that there would not be a hearing, uh, but there would be a revelation of you today uh, in your glory and who you are in your majesty, God. Uh, Let it be in this house uh, that people from every kindred, every tongue, uh, every background, every struggle, uh, every uh, toil, man that is in this place today, uh, that our eyes would be lifted and we would realize uh, that you, uh, the God of creation, uh, have come uh, to this moment of time uh, to visit uh, with the lowliest of humanity, uh, to demonstrate today that you are amazing. You are marvelous. You are transforming. You are forever and ever filled with glory and majesty. In Jesus' name, as they sit across this congregation, you may be seated. Let it be that in our hearts we would lift our eyes to you, Jesus. What is man that you're mindful of him? I believe the Holy Ghost wants to give us a little view of what the answer to that question is. But uh, really, in the Holy Ghost today, I felt a shift that God is really wanting to remind us uh, that even though there's this amazing question, this true question, question that deserves an answer that has great merit to ask of ourselves who are we that God would be mindful of humanity enough to visit us that's a question that begs an answer it's a question that is demanded when we look at who we are but more than looking at you and I and saying who is man but the reality is is that this question is as much actually more about the majesty of God than it is about the lowliness of humanity. When we read the scripture as we begin, the psalmist is talking about the glory, the majesty of God, His power, His creative ability. And in the middle of reflecting in the glory of God, he says who or what is majesty and that you're mindful of him. Uh, the, the question has uh, always been on my mind, who am I, God, uh, that you would think that uh, I was worthwhile, uh, that you would come uh, and you would visit me? Uh, but the reality is uh, that God wants us to understand uh, as uh, in his deep, uh, uh, lowly stoop to humanity uh, is the revelation of the true uh, glory of who God is. When God stoops to you and I, when God bends low in his majesty, uh, he bends low to you and I, uh, what it really does uh, is it magnifies uh, how amazing our God is. You see, all of the gods of this earth, uh, when you and I, if you're to look at all of the religions of this world uh, and all the gods uh, that people would serve other than Jesus, Christ, you'll see that gods are either completely bankrupt of any morality in the Greek mythology or they are gods that are so uh, far removed from humanity and filled with indignation for humanity and indifference and you cannot measure up to them and yet they are not willing to reach to you. But I'm here to tell you that the God of creation. The one true God Jesus Christ is not like any other God. What makes Jesus so magnificent is the reality that as high as the heavens are above the earth so is his ways above ours and yet in spite of the reality that there is no there is no ability of us to measure to him. He decided in his own mercy in His own power to come to you and I today, to come down from His glory. Jesus came down from His glory to you and to me. There's a song that's called Down from His Glory. It's an old song, and I am not... Um, really uh, the 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 most uh i'm not it's not my style a lot of old songs but there's something in my heart that is drawn to them, and so I actually sing a lot of the old songs to my kids when they're getting ready for bed. I like to sing them because I, I don't want them to, to lose some of the amazing depth of the message before of those songs, and this song, Down from His Glory, is probably my favorite to sing, and my kids can sing the chorus, and the verses are long and wordy, and one of them I I usually get tripped up on them, so I have the words in front of me today. But I would ask you in this moment to listen to these words. This is uh, the reality of what the God of heavens uh, did uh, for you and I. Down from his glory ever-living story my god and savior came and jesus was his name born in a manger to his own a stranger a man of sorrow's tears and agony Oh, how I love him How I adore him My breath, my sunshine my all in all the great creator nobody like Him. He came from heaven to earth for you and for me. He came From his glory. The God of heavens chose to come down from his glory in an approachable, an identifiable way so that you and I today could realize the glory of who he was. Not because of these big, amazing, real, true, accurate statements of how great God is but really about how lowly he came to realize the power of a God that in all of his power could put himself in humanity and limit his reach to you and I in the way we see him so that he could rather increase his reach by coming and bleeding and dying on the cross for my sins and for your sins. Today... I believe the Holy Ghost is desiring for the church to realize, to recognize, to reaffirm the reality that Jesus, God Almighty, came down from His glory to reach to humanity in our destitute state. He came to reach to you in your broken state, in your flawed way. Of life in your sins, in your wretchedness, in your limits, in your in your shortcomings, your poverty, your abuse, your wounds, your your misunderstandings. The God of heaven came down to the earth and became lowly for you and for me that we. could be reconciled, that we could be drawn back into intimacy with a God who is so holy that I could never measure up to, to his holiness that's the Jesus that I serve. I serve a God who came to humanity in simple humility. Philippians 2 5 through 8 says it this way, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being Form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto the point of death, even the death of the cross. Jesus, uh, our God and Savior, is like no other. Uh, Oh, yes, he is powerful. Uh, Oh, yes, he is holy. Uh, Oh, yes, he is mighty. Uh, But what makes our God so magnificent to me uh, is the reality uh, that in all of that perfection, uh, in all of his holiness, uh, he did not look uh, at a sin-filled, dirty, uh, confused, broken world with indifference, but rather he stooped low to reach to humanity. He came close to an unholy, wretched one like me. And he said, it is not about you today, Anthony. Yes, you're unholy. Yes, you need cleansing. But if you would get your eyes off of your shortcomings today, if you would get your eyes off off of your struggle today if you would get your eyes off of the unrest of this world today you would realize that me the God of heaven has already reached lower than you could ever go I've already reached to the lowest of sinners and you are no different but I will reach to you I will love you I will come here to my My creation that has failed. My creation that has flaws and wounds and hurts. I'm here to encourage you. The Spirit is wanting to encourage the church, the sinner, the saint alike today to understand that we serve a God who came down. He came down when I could not go up, when I could not reach Him. He came. He reached to to me because that is the God that we serve. Jesus came to think of this. This is a story that I could uh, I could skim over because most everybody if not everybody in here knows the details of Jesus' walk on this earth. But we cannot ever become in a hurry to skim over the depth of what Jesus Christ did when he came. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. God robed himself in flesh and he chose to come to humanity. And in his choice to come he chose to come to an impoverished poor mother and father who had little if nothing and be born in a stable to think that the god of heaven bent low enough that when he said I'm going to come to humanity and approach my creation my crowning jewel of creation the one that was made in my image and yet like Jeremiah said became flawed in the hands of the potter he looked at humanity that he had created and in the hands of God humanity had become flawed and yet the Lord of glory said I'm going to come to that flawed humanity to demonstrate my love to redeem them To hold them near to me. And just to make sure. To make sure that there's no misunderstanding. To make sure there's no misunderstanding. The misunderstanding that God was concerned about was not that we would misunderstand how holy he was. When he came as humanity... He didn't make this plan thinking I need to make sure that in this process of coming as humanity for their redemption, they don't lose sight of how majestic I am. But rather, in that plan, he said, I don't want them to lose sight of my compassion and of my desire to be approached by them. And so instead of coming as a king to remind you and I of the majesty of heaven, he came as a pauper. He came poor in a manger because as you and I see God robed in flesh he was less concerned about us remembering his power than he was for us somehow thinking he was still segregated to only the privilege and so he came and was born in a stable and his mother laid him in a manger and he grew up in the the household of a carpenter who, who stubbed his and hammered perhaps his finger because he wanted humanity to know that he had come down to be approached by humanity. He stooped low and throughout the walk of Christ on this earth, he broke every barrier that humanity had erected. And sin had erected. Every sin that had caused indifference to grow in humanity's heart, not God's. Every sin that had allowed prejudice to grow in our hearts, not God's. Every barrier of fear of disease uh, that had been erected in humanity's life, not God's. Jesus came uh, and He broke that barrier uh, when He embraced the lepers uh, that were crying unclean, unclean. And from a distance... and from a distance would cry Jesus son of david have mercy on me and the lord of glory would let them come near he would heal them and he made a whole a thankful man uh, who was filled with leprosy uh, the, the the woman at the well uh, who was uh, who was uh, prejudiced against uh, by the jewish community uh, and vice versa that was um <clears throat> that was ostracized and that people would go out of their way to avoid even stepping foot in that town if they were a Jew. But Jesus said, I need to go through Samaria because the Lord Jesus Christ was coming. Not to demonstrate his glory by reminding us of his power, but to demonstrate his glory by reminding us that he could reach beyond his greatness to the lowliness of my failure and your failure. I'm here to tell you today that no matter how low you are, no matter if it's depression that has been haunting your soul at night, And the whisper of your own flesh. And the whisper of the enemy of your soul saying you're not worthy you're nothing everybody's forgotten you I'm here to tell you that Jesus came in flesh and he came down from his glory to make certain today that you would know that no matter how unworthy you feel, no matter how unworthy you really are, that Jesus came to break through that. The majesty of our God is that in all of His power He can come near to that smoldering flax like the Old Testament says. That smoldering flax that candle wick that has at best a red ember left on it. The Bible says that the Lord will not quench that smoldering Moldering flax that no matter how fragile what is left of your life is I'm here to tell you that the mighty God in Christ in all power, majesty and knowledge can come in that power and what is so amazing that raw power can yet be gentle enough to breathe gently upon the wounds of your heart and the fragments of your life and the shattered pieces of of your dreams and all of the failures of your sins. And that mighty God can gently bring back to life all that was destroyed by your own failures, your own faults, the wounds of your neighbor, your mother, your father, your brother, your your uncle all of the abuses all the ridicule all the nasty darkness of sin that would wound and condemn forever cannot withstand the mighty gentleness of a God of heaven that came down from his glory who is the Lord who are you God who is man that you're mindful of me and the son of man that you visit me. The power, the wonder of our God is that in all of His glory He did what no one else could do and He was born of a virgin. In the Word, John, chapter number 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. And in verse 14, it says, And the Word became flesh. My God became flesh to dwell among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Let me tell you what makes Jesus above every other God is that it doesn't matter your failure it doesn't matter the torn pieces of your life, the God of glory can identify with you and I because he came in flesh to make sure your failure was not final, to make sure that no matter who you are, you can be loved, you can be embraced, you can be restored. Oh, hallelujah. Clap your hands, all you people. Shouting to God with a voice of triumph. My Jesus is greater. He's greater. He's holy. He's wonderful. He's marvelous. There's nobody beside him. I can feel strength coming into somebody right now because you're turning your eyes to Jesus and the things of the world. They're growing dim in the light of his glory and his grace oh jesus who am i that you're mindful of me and the son of man that you visited me jesus came close And he bore our iniquity. So Jesus came as a pauper and was born in that manger. And to make sure there was no question, everywhere he walked, he tore down every barrier of indifference that was ever erected in that society. He called Matthew a tax collector, a traitor of his own people, hated more than any Gentile or any Samaritan was the tax collector the traitor and yet Jesus looked into the eyes of Matthew and said follow me because he wanted you and I to know as much as he did Matthew that day that it does not matter how low you are on the totem pole it does not matter how hated you are you are loved by me Jesus made sure to tear down the strongholds the barriers the indifference Friends, the wounds. And we know how that Mary Magdalene found herself prostrate at the prostrate at the feet of Jesus and pouring out that oil on her his feet and wiping her his feet with her, her hair and tears. And people said if she if he only knew who this woman was, he'd have nothing to do with her. Oh, but Jesus immediately spoke and said he had not not come for the well but for the sick because Jesus was calculated in what he was doing. He was demonstrating. It was already demonstrated in his spirit and then it was manifest because that draw of that love and that kindness it transcended all of the shame of that woman to where she was compelled to approach an unapproachable savior an unapproachable God by everybody's standards and yet the spirit of God drew her and drew her near and she wept and worshipped at his feet And it was demonstrated in that moment uh, that no sin uh, could separate uh, from God. uh, That there was a way back and that was through Christ Jesus. Uh, I'm talking about a wondrous Jesus uh, who is man uh, that you're mindful of us. Uh, Oh, I worship you. Uh, My eyes are turned to the Lord uh, because he gave himself for me. Uh, And then we know that he became low enough uh, to wash the feet of his own disciples, and then to bear a cross. And in Isaiah 53, 6, it says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And yet, what does it say? And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus took your sins, and he bore them. Another scripture says that he was numbered with the transgressors. I'm here to tell you today that Jesus is willing to be identified with you in spite of your sin. He doesn't want to leave you in sin I must make it clear I believe you know but I won't leave you with any doubt he is not interested in petting you and saying oh you're okay with your sin but he is saying I can identify with you I bore that sin so that you don't have to bear it anymore so that you can be redeemed from your sin and that precious blood of Jesus is a payment that I deserved. my death was replaced with the death of Christ Jesus and when he rose on that third day at newness of life in all power I can then have the victory of the cross I can be born again of his spirit I can be filled with the Holy Ghost and I can walk in a new life because Jesus came down from his glory to you to me We classify ourselves. We classify ourselves if we're honest. We categorize. We put in boxes and say, uh, This is excusable. This is inexcusable. This sin is worse than that sin. And and we divide ourselves and and we disqualify ourselves from redemption. Or God forbid we disqualify somebody else from redemption. But the reality is is that Jesus came to redeem every sin. He took the curse of every sin sin upon himself. And I'll tell you why. I want to give you for just a moment as we're getting close. I hope I'm not keeping you too long, but the Holy Ghost is wanting us to understand that once we look at Jesus and when we look at ourselves and we say, who am I? As soon as we lift our eyes to the Lord and we begin to realize that this is not about me and my failure as much as it is about his victory. Uh, then all of a sudden, uh, I get the answer uh, to who I am. Uh, I realize uh, that God does have an answer for you and I as to who we are. Uh, the majestic God of creation came near uh, to you and I uh, in all of his glory because uh, he saw you and I. Uh, and he did not see you and I in our flaws. Uh, but he saw us uh, in his glory. Uh, we He saw us uh, through his glory who are you I'm here to tell you you're the God formed God breathed image of his character God made you in his image he made you with a design and he said oh you've fallen far but oh in my majesty I'll come near I'll stoop low I'll grab your hand and I'll redeem you as you cry Out for mercy. I will meet you with mercy as you repent. I will forgive. As you come to me and you make a commitment to me, you commit to me in baptism in Jesus' name. You make a covenant with me, you become identified with Christ Jesus, and He can fill you with the power of the Holy Ghost, giving you resurrection power and giving you his glory upon your life. John chapter number 1. I quoted already, but verses 10 through 12 is sandwiched in the middle of where I I quoted already. We have a God who was the Word made flesh. Jesus came flesh, but right here it tells us who we are. The question, who are we? That you're mindful of us. The answer is right here. Jesus came near to visit us. Why? Verse number 10 He was in the world. The world was was made through him and the world did not know him he came to his own and his own did not receive him but as many as receive him to them he gave the right to become the children of God and to those who believe in his name I answer the question because we've got to understand this if we're going to go forward in our walk with Jesus is why I can be unworthy all I want but I'm not going to focus on that as much as on his worthiness the reality is 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 that because he's so worthy uh, and he saw us as his own image, he made you and I in his own image. And he looked at you and I as humanity. In Genesis, you'll see it. He said, let us make man in our own image. He made you to reflect his glory and his image. And sin broke that cycle, broke that process, Purpose and Satan thought he had the victory, but Jesus decided, I am going to come in flesh because my creation, that is my image, is going to be redeemed so that my glory can be magnified throughout all the earth because I'm going to give them the power to become the children of God, the sons of God. And I know I don't have enough time to. go long into this, but we've got to understand that Jesus redeemed you and I. He stepped low because he saw value in you and he created you to be his son and his daughter. He created you to be an intimate relationship with him and to walk with him and to reflect his design. And so he does not look at you when you've been redeemed. When you've been redeemed, listen, this is so important. I had to learn this uh, a long road, uh, and I I don't have uh, time to go into all the story, but I had to learn this a long road is that Jesus looks at you and I when we've been born of the Spirit of God. We've received the spirit of adoption. That's what uh, uh, Romans chapter 8 says. That when you were filled with the Holy Ghost, in Acts chapter 2, when they were filled with the power of the Spirit of God, it was a newness of life. And all of the Spirit of God is breathed into you when you receive the Spirit, like they did in the book of Acts, chapter number 2, and on through the book of Acts. And you speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance evidence of that spirit but what really happens is when that spirit comes into you you become a child of God and so no longer ought we to be looking at this and saying oh who am I that God would come to me as in an unworthiness but rather in all the power of God and the glory of God and realize the answer is this he saw you and I as his own children and he loved you and I and he desired to make sure that no matter what trip ups you have no matter what shortcomings you have no matter what kind of baggage you feel like you had when you came to him that he loves you and he wants you to glorify him and his glory to begin to replace the darkness that corrupt life That corrupt life, whether it's uh, you think of that as in your sinful life or you think of that as you keep on deteriorating and things don't seem to get better. Same uh, accurate thought process, uh, that corrupt life. When Jesus came down from glory, he replaced your corruption with incorruption. He put into you and I uh, the ability uh, to now grow into His glory. uh, And all that He would want to do in your life uh, and work through your life would not be uh, to deteriorate uh, and to come to nothing, uh, but rather uh, for the praise of His glory uh, to become uh, shouted uh, from every life, uh, not just on mountaintops, uh, but in valleys. uh, Jesus came low uh, to the darkness uh, to let his light shine uh, for you and I and now you and I have the same privilege uh, because Jesus said uh, in Acts 1 8 as I'm coming close to a close uh, he looked at his disciples uh, after he had demonstrated how low he would go for you and I he said but you you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses uh, of me both in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. God, put your, His Spirit in us uh, so that we could be a, a, a witness uh, of His glory. Uh, that we would be the evidence on trial uh, to the glory of God, the mercy of God, and the reach of God. If you'd stand it. I don't know where each of you are because every one of us walks a different road. We've come from different places in our lives, different backgrounds. We've had different weeks. Some people have had a good week. Some have had a terrible week. And Some are indifferent to their week. But I'm here to tell you today that Jesus, if you could realize the glory of God, that he would come down and reach down to you because he saw value in you to pick you up, to redeem you and make you something beautiful. And now he's looking at you and he's saying, I put into you that spirit that gave me the ability to be clean, pure, and holy and yet go into the darkest the ugliest, the most sinful, the most hopeless, the most broken places, and I never lost my light. I never lost my glory. My glory was never eclipsed by how low I went, but yet, in reality, it was magnified by how low I went. And so the Lord is talking to his church today saying, you are in a low place. This world is in a low place with COVID and civil unrest and racism and anger and bitterness and hatred and And helplessness and storms and wars and rumors of wars. You're in the darkest hour of humanity's history, but I'm here to tell you, Church of the Living God. That no matter how dark it gets, uh, I demonstrated that my majesty uh, was only—it uh, was only magnified uh, the deeper I went. Uh, the darkest point uh, of my life in the flesh was hanging on the cross uh, in nakedness and shame, uh, numbered with the transgressions, transgressors, uh, transgressors uh, and in my flesh saying, "My God, my God, uh, why have you forsaken me?" And yet, uh, you and I know that. that Right there was a pinnacle of the glory of God. that was the greatest uh, demonstration of the glory and power of God was at the darkest moment uh, in all of Jesus' fleshly walk on this earth. And I'm here to tell you, the darkest moment uh, that the church uh, lives in uh, is the moment uh, when the greatest glory of God is intended to be demonstrated uh, through your life uh, and my life. Uh, And as Brother Stone King said it this way, He said, if the church could ever stoop low, perhaps we could raise a fallen world. And the Holy Ghost is reaching to our generation. He's speaking to the church. And I hope that wherever you are, the Holy Ghost is talking to you. He's saying, if you're a failure in your own mind, if you're broken, if you're weary, if you're tired, I'm here to tell you I'm approachable today. Come to me and if you're in that place where you feel like you're close to the Lord but yet the darkness around you is insurmountable and you don't understand what's going on he's saying be me and walk into that darkness with confidence and know that as you come down and stoop lower to that drug addict that's sitting on the steps of a rundown house when you go bed low to that person that lost their mother uh, and they express to you their heartache at work uh, when you bend low uh, to that individual that is, uh, that is rejected by those around them uh, and you love them uh, you understand uh, that that's why I came down low uh, is so that you could come down low uh, and through all of this uh, people would be able to say uh, what is man that you're mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him And it wouldn't be in a place of, oh, woe is me, but it'd be in an awe and wonder of the great God that we serve, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Jesus. Would you lift your hands to the Lord right now? Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, Jesus said. Would you come to him right now in your spirit? would you begin to cry out to him and know that he is here that the God of glory came down from that glory so that you could come near to him today. If you're weary in your heart, if there's sin in your life, would you just cry out to Jesus and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, God of heaven, would you have mercy on me? Because I'm telling you, he'll come near to you right now. Church of the living God, quit looking at that darkness and look to the light of heaven and say, oh Lord, allow me, compel me, direct me into that low place to stoop low and raise up those that are downtrodden because Jesus, that's what you came to do. Hallelujah, Jesus. Would you cry out to the Lord? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, that's it. Would somebody have the courage to cry out to God in your need? Will somebody have the courage to cry out in your insecurity and say, Jesus, Jesus, you came near. So come near to me right now, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you, I need you Jesus. Jesus, I need you. It's beautiful. Would you begin to worship Him? If you don't have a need right now, would you begin to worship Him? Hallelujah. I know this is holy ground. The Holy Ghost is Something in our spirit right now. There's a little bit of uncertainty about what to do right now, but that's okay because each of us are being spoken to right now in the spirit, and I challenge you to respond to what God asks you to do. Respond to what Jesus is telling you to give to him respond to Jesus uh, in the way that he's asking you to right now because he's come near. Uh, he stooped near uh, to you and I when he came on that cross. Uh, but he's just as near in this moment right now. Uh, and he's reaching to you. Uh, and he's saying I am approachable. Uh, not because you're worthy uh, but because of my greatness. Uh, because in my greatness uh, I chose uh, to bend low to you today. E robou-tou-se batalha Jesus give us a heart uh, To reach low God Uh, Let us be like Peter and John Uh, We looked at that man They looked at that man in need uh, That lame man uh, Looking at them expecting something uh, And they said in the name of Jesus Christ Rise up and walk Uh, And then uh, they stooped low And reached their hand down uh, And pulled that man up uh, Until he could stand Under the power of that God had given him, they stooped low. Jesus, you stooped low. You came low and you wrote on the dust of that temple floor right where that woman was laying at his feet, that woman that was caught in adultery. You didn't defy that sin. You didn't discount the sin, but you bent low. And you were able to lift her head up and say, "Go." We're talking about a God that's uncomparable, undeniable, unlike any other, because he has all power and he's holy, and yet he bent low, down from his glory. Hallelujah, Jesus would you spend some time letting the spirit of God give you courage to be, to do all that he asks you to do and to be give you courage to lay your failures at his feet to lay your sin at his feet because he's faithful to forgive you